We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Super Draft lineup building show here on Roto-Grinders. I am Stevie TPFL. We're here to talk some football and build some lineups over there on Super Draft, and I'm joined by the dude that took down the NBA tournament over there on Super Draft last night, Genifro7. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Well, I'm the best around. No one's going to ever bring me down. Love me some Super Draft. Very good site. Our sponsors. And even if they weren't my, our sponsors, still talk about Love the site. Excited for basketball tonight. Excited for football this weekend. Excited for the ADK Red Zone. All right, that's enough Enough uh, of whatever it's called. <laughs> I don't even know where to go from there. So I'm just <laughs> going to say, if you haven't checked out Superdraft, it's superdraft.io. Use the promo code GRINDERS. Um, uh, an awesome site. We're going to build lineups here. They've overlaid every week. They lo- overlay every night for NBA. If you're a low-stakes player, if you're just you know build- trying to build a bankroll, Superdraft is an awesome site because it's overlaying enough where you're hardly paying any rake, if any at all. So... If you haven't checked them out, um, use the promo code Grinders. That way you get your $10 for free once you make your first deposit over there. So uh, let's jump into it here, Grant. As always, we kind of just go position by position on the lineup building show and, you know, just talk about cash games and tournament plays. Let's start over here at quarterback like we usually do. And um, let's look at one to like the 1.35 range. Pretty, pretty wide range here. Um, one of my favorite plays on the weekend is Matthew Stafford going up against Oakland. 1.15 just doesn't seem like enough for a quarterback. I don't hate it. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Uh, 1.15. I, I guess let, let, let me let me rephrase that. Um, I like him in the smaller tier. He gives you not as much upside, but he gives you a super solid floor. His terms projections, I think I'm, I have him at the eighth most for a quarterback just because there are a few guys in the 1.5, 1.4 plus range that are very, very good plays and have the potential for a huge upside. But 
I wouldn't be surprised at all. Like Stafford's probably my second QB when it comes to cash, uh, just because there's one drastic mispricing here or two drastic mispricings. But Stafford's definitely the favorite of this group. I mean, he's going up against Oakland. It's going to be a high-scoring game. We know Oakland has a bit of that funnel defense where they would like to make you pass the ball more. They have a good run defense. And the running backs for uh, Detroit are just not great at this point. The best one is probably McKissick, and he's more of use in the passing game. It's going to be a high-scoring game. So I do like Stafford the most out of anyone in this range. But honestly, Winston sitting there at 1.2. Is not the worst, and Allen at one point too is not the worst idea in the world either. Like, I don't have any interest in Wilson, Rogers, or even Mahomes if he ends up playing. Um, but those guys in the one point two five or one point one five to one point two range are all pretty interesting outside of Cousins. They all have big upside. They all have decent floors. They all could put up a thirty point game by themselves before their multipliers. But Stafford's definitely the one that uh, stands out the most. Um, kind of scrolling down here in this like 1.4 to 1.5 range. Um, you know, we, we have the Baker Mayfields, the Ryan Fitzpatrick's Mason Rudolph's Kyle Allen's Ryan Tannehill's of the world. Um, are any of these guys like cash game plays for you? Or do you think these guys are more like tournament plays? Um, they're more tournament plays. I don't really have interest in too many guys between 1.2 and 1.4. 1.45, it's uh, Derek Carr's the guy. I mean, it's going to be a high-scoring game. Carr has Terrell Williams back. They're going up against Detroit, who's been decent versus the past, and I actually think their defense has been underrated. But Carr's still a guy that can put up big yardage, big touchdown totals, can get that 300-yard bonus, which is massive when you're at a 1.4x multiplier. He's one of my favorite guys on the entire slate. Um, just a high-scoring game where they're probably going to end up passing the ball out. They're the underdogs, I believe, still. And so – Carr, like, he offers you the most upside. I mean, Tannehill, not a huge amount of upside. They're going to run a ton. Carolina's a good defense. Versette, Rudolph, both of them um, not great. So those are probably my favorite guys. The interesting one is Phillip Rivers. Uh, yeah. He Going up against Green Bay, like, their running game has not been good. They're the underdogs in this game. They've had some tough matchups, which is why he hasn't put up big numbers. I mean, you look at his last four starts. Pittsburgh, which they just look awful in that Sunday night football game, and then Chicago, Tennessee, and Denver. We know all their defenses are good. We're not looking for huge points totals out of Rivers, but just good enough. And he's put up 300 yards in six games this season, I think, so far, five games this season. So he gets that chance of that 300-yard bonus. Rivers is the other guy that I like in this range. It's him and Carr. And honestly, for cash, I wouldn't mind using either of those guys. Yeah, so, like, in regular salary formats, like, I probably don't play Rivers a lot this week um, just because, like, that funnel defense. But, you know, when we're looking at it as a whole here at 1.5, I think he's definitely in play. My favorite cash play, my favorite play on the slate, my favorite quarterback of the weekend is Mitch Trubitsky. Um, Going up against Philadelphia, we know that Philly's just terrible – we know Trubisky is a guy that can break slates, and he's sitting at 1.6. Um, if you listen to the morning grind tomorrow, you're going to know how much I love Trubisky, but I'm starting my love right here and letting everybody know I, I, this is just a spot that I think he crushes. I think that you know they come out and they have a big game here, and he's at 1.6, Grant. He's the guy that I kind of have locked in right now. I mean, I don't hate that play, Trubisky at 1.6. Like, he does offer some upside. He's had a few 20-point games, and obviously the Philly pass defense is not good. I mean, Trubisky has been terrible this season, and he's semi-dead to me. Um, 
but he's going to <laughs> He'll end be up... dead to me this week if he stinks. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not a bad play. I mean, I'm not on him nearly as high as you. Super draft is where I'd probably be playing him, but I think the most interesting guy is a 2X guy. You know who I'm talking about? No, I missed it. Brandon Allen. Oh, I, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, he's, it's just strictly because he's 2X and then over on regular salary site. He's super cheap. You think he's 4-1 over on DK. He's going up against Cleveland. Cleveland's defense has not been great by any means. And, like, we don't know how good he's going to be. We really don't know too much about him. All we know is basically what he's done in college. But this offense, like, we've seen Flacco put up big games. And I can't imagine any quarterback in the league being a downgrade from Flacco. So, Allen's kind of the guy that I can at here. He has pieces too. Like he has, he has guys around him that can make plays and stuff. So um, I like that call because if you think about it, like if he falls into two touchdowns here, which not saying that he's going to, but I'm not saying he's not either. Then, you know, two touchdowns, he ends up with like 16, 17 regular points. We're looking at like 30 to 35 points and like getting those multipliers. We talk about it each and every week we do this show is super important. So um, I like the Allen call at two X. Um, is there anybody else that we missed that we didn't really talk about? Um, we don't have to worry about the Cincinnati situation this week, uh, because they're on by, um, any, did we miss anything or do you think we got it all? I mean, Fitz magic going up against the jets just don't have a great defense, but 1.5, I'd rather just roll with Trubisky or rivers there. Yeah. Trubisky for sure. So who do you want to put in here for cash games? Uh, well, we can go with Trubisky, um, if you like him enough. He's he's not at the top of my list. I'd say Rivers is probably the guy at the top of my list, but Trubisky's fine. All right, let's go over to running back. Um, obviously, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook at the top here. They're both in phenomenal, like, spots. Like, McCaffrey just because he's going to get a massive amount of work, and Dalvin Cook because Kansas City can't stop anybody on the ground. Do they warrant plays here at all to you, um, just raw points-wise, because you're not really getting any multipliers from them? I mean, CMC, sorry for the dog in the background. CMC is the one guy that I would actually consider here because he he has a 30-point upside at any given time. He has 40-point upside at any given time. That's what you're kind of looking for on Super Draft here. You can get the 100-yard multiplier on both. Gosh darn it, dog. What is he barking at? Um, he can get the 100-yard multiplier on both running and receiving here. He's going to get a whole bunch of receptions. It is only half point PPR, but that doesn't really matter to me too much. But outside of him at this uh, 1 to 1.25 range, he's the only guy I'd consider. Yeah, I don't hate Aaron Jones. Obviously, we got to see what's going on with James Conner because if he's out like that, you know, I'll house, I don't even know what Samuel's multipliers. I haven't looked yet, but – so it seems like this week we have a huge gap between McCaffrey, Cook, um, and the rest of all the running backs. So let's go down to this 1.35 to 1.6 range. Uh, what do you like in here when it comes to running backs or cash games and tournaments? I mean, Chubb, he got a decent match versus Denver going up against a rookie quarterback. Like, Denver does have a decent run defense, but Chubb is just a fantastic running back, and he's probably one of the best in the league. And at a 1.35x multiplier – with a 100-yard rushing bonus, he's a great, great option. Carson, I'm okay with, like, not really in love. Tampa Bay has way too good of a run defense. 1.35, considering his volume or potential volume, is really good. Um, but, like, this is where I'm looking at a lot of running backs. Uh, it's Chubb, Carson, 
is not there. Bell and Jacobs are the other two guys. Like Jacobs is getting a 1.5x multiplier. It's going to be a huge scoring game there. Total is through the roof. Jacobs 1.5, considering his talent and how much he's going to be involved in the offense, is big. And then Bell just keeps destroying me week in and week out. But (laughs) that doesn't matter. Like 1.45x multiplier. He's got to have a decent game versus Miami. He's just terrible on defense. Like he's a fantastic play and crushed my heart and soul last week, but I don't think he's going to do it again. And if he does, I'm going to go down on the ship with you um, on Lev Bell for sure. Um, I don't really like Carson this week. I think this is a week you play the passing game for Seattle, uh, that funnel defense. And um, Jacobs is interesting. You know, we talked about that game being high scoring. Uh, They've allowed a lot of running back points this season. Jacobs is definitely interesting. Derrick Henry, touchdown equity is high in a matchup against Carolina. We just watched Telvin Coleman have a monster game against them. You know, the Denver running back situation – I think that, you know, it's really become like a 50-50 split there. But I think both of those guys are in play with a young quarterback. Um, what, what are your thoughts when we get in this 1.6 to 1.7 range? I had myself muted. Lindsay, uh, if Royce Freeman is going to be out, I don't – it doesn't look like he is, but that's something you should watch. Uh, yeah. If Lindsay's going to be the main bell cow, he's probably my top guy for cash and probably my top guy for tournaments. 1.6x multiplier. Don't mind him or Royce Freeman if both of them are playing either. Um, Montgomery had a good week last week. 27 carries. Like, if this is going to continue, he has some GBP appeal here. Outside of them, like, I hate saying this. I really hate saying this, but Mark Walton. Yeah. Yeah, you're not happy about it, but he's involved in the receiving game. He gets an actual good matchup going up against the Jets here. It should be a fairly close game. I really, really don't like it, but just the potential volume you can have in the game script makes me think about him quite a bit. Played 95% of the snaps on Monday night against Pittsburgh. Only 11 carries, but he had six targets. Um, You're getting a nice multiplier here on him, Um, Walton at 1.75. It's the Jets. Uh, they allow the fifth most fantasy points to opposing running backs. But, um, you know, we, we keep hearing that the Jets defense is really good against the run, and they just really haven't been this season. So um, I, I definitely like that. You know, we talked about Freeman. Um, anybody else down here? Like Adrian Peterson's down here. Jalen Samuels is your guy if Connor doesn't play. Like Jalen Samuels is your your, your high-end cash game play, your – I'd be overweight on him in tournaments too um, for what it's worth at 1.85. Yeah, I mean, it could be a similar scenario to what we saw last week when we had Latavius Murray sitting there, a high multiplier. He was 70% owned or 60% owned. I think I had 90% of him. Um, so it, it's, it's one of those that you kind of hope that Connor does end up playing because it just makes the build a little bit better. But if not, then – I wouldn't be surprised if I just locked him in entirely. Yeah, that, that's kind of how I feel. Like, if Connor doesn't play, I'm just probably going to end up just locking him in. Um, no reason not to. Is there anybody else down here that we're missing? Like, you have Tariq Cohen. Chris Thompson could potentially be back this week. Is there anybody else down here? I mean, those guys, maybe Jordan Howard. Like, I know that Miles Sanders had the big game last weekend, but Howard had 23 rushing attempts. He's had some big games he's going up against uh chicago who 
you're better off running against than you are passing. So we could see a large amount of volume for him. So yeah, he's the, he's the guy. Someone just mentioned in chat. Look at us. Look at us. Same page as chat. <laughs> I don't mind Jamal Williams for tournaments either, even with Aaron Jones. Jamal Williams is 1.7 multiplier, and he's been – they've been using both of these guys a lot, so I have no issues with a Jamal Williams play. Uh, let's get some – let's get two cash game running backs in here. Um, dare we say Lev Bell again? Yep, going down with the ship. Yeah, me too. Um, and then the guy that I was kind of looking at was like Josh Jacobs or Philip Lindsay. I think Jacobs's role is safer, um, for cash games. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say Josh Jacobs. I don't mind Chubb either though. Yeah, we can go Chubb. That's fine with me. Chubb's at 1.35. And like you said, the hundred yard rushing bonus, um, definitely in play. Let's talk wide receivers. You know, on salary format sites, like wide receivers are really priced up this week. Do we see this being a week where, like, people, oh, we can't play them everywhere else. Let's go to Superdraft and let's play the studs. Um, do you think that might happen this week? Uh, I mean, it's potential. It's a potential there. Um, but, like, I don't I don't like the multipliers. I don't like the 1.05 multiplier for Galladay or Diggs. Don't like the one, one for Lockett. Don't like the one for Godwin. I'm looking at the upper tier a lot more on Superdraft than I even am on other sites. Like, we got guys like Marvin Jones is a perfect swerve off of Galladay. Um, the only guy that's really in contention at the lower range is using one of Evans or Godwin just because they have massive, massive upside every single week, and one of them is going to go off. So I'll be using a little bit of both of them in tournaments, but that's really it at the lower range. It's kind of how I feel. Like, I just – I don't see a ton of options in the one-to-one-two range um, at all. Like, you know, you could you could fire shots here, but, you know, they have to have these monster, monster, like, 30-point games. And, like, yeah, Godwin or Evans could potentially get there. Lockett has the potential to get there. Galladay, maybe. But, you know, kind of scrolling down here in this 1.2 to 1.4 range, you know, we get Juju, Odell Beckham, Tyrell Williams, DK Metcalf. Um, what are your thoughts here on these guys? I like Metcalf. Um, I think he offers some upside. I like Tyrell Williams a lot. I mean, he's a guy that we – I think he's had a touchdown in every game this season, if I remember correctly. 1.4, getting a touchdown. Massive upside. I like Sutton as a guy to pair with uh, with Allen. Like, I really like him as a guy to pair with Allen. John Brown going up against Washington defense. We still haven't seen him have that absolute blow-up game, but this could be the spot here. I mean, he's going up against a terrible pass defense, just a terrible defense overall. Josh Allen could go buck wild, and he's a great guy to pair up with Brown. He's one of the few guys that actually offers some upside. At the QB position, um, McLaurin. Going up against Buffalo, not an easy matchup, but he's got speed, and it's a decent like speed differential between him and the cornerback, cor- if I saw correctly earlier today. I already mentioned Marvin Jones, 1.55x. Crowder going up against Miami. We've seen him get massive, massive volume of targets multiple times this season. We could potentially see it again. He's had some tough matchups going up against Dallas, New England, and Jacksonville recently. And so an actual good matchup going up against the – Dolphins, where Sam Darnold may not see ghosts, uh, could potentially offer some nice upside there. Yeah, Miami can't get no pressure on Darnold. So, um, 
Yeah, I don't mind Anderson. You know, I definitely don't mind like Alshon Jeffrey. I think this is going to be the week that McLaurin is going to have the toughest matchup he's going to face. Um, so it would be interesting to see how that kind of plays out. Um, you already kind of mentioned Marvin Jones. You got Sammy Watkins down here, depending on the quarterback situation for Kansas City. Um, continuing to scroll down here, Grant, we get into this like nice little tournament range here where you got Jarvis Landry, you got the Tennessee and Carolina wide receivers. Um, is there any of these guys that are like standing out to you? I mean, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel are getting massive target shares in their offense. They're going up against Tennessee, which isn't a great matchup. And we didn't mention the other Allen over at quarterback. I don't know if he's a great play for cash, but for tournaments, just because the potential to pair him up with both DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel gives you massive, massive upside. They're both at 1.7x multipliers. They both could potentially be in for a big game. And we mentioned Phillip Rivers is one of my favorite plays. Pair him up with Mike Williams at 1.7x. Like Mike Williams his touchdowns are going to come. He had massive touchdown equity last year and he doesn't have a single one this year. He's getting targets most weeks, six, six, 10, 13. And this is a matchup where they could potentially be throwing the ball a whole lot. So the volume will be there. The touchdowns should be there and the yards will be there. Like he's one of the few guys in this range that has legit 30 point upside. He can get a hundred yards and two touchdowns. It can absolutely happen. And if that happens at 1.7 X, you're not taking down GP, the GPP with Adam in your lineup. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's – there's some guys like Mike Williams um, is definitely a guy that I love this week. Um, Preston Williams or Devontae Parker are interesting with um, Ryan Fitzpatrick just chucking. Um, Johnson for Pittsburgh is interesting. Like Allison, depending on that situation, could be potentially interesting. Um, Thomas for the Jets, like he's been a guy that has been converting a lot of his targets. Um, and, and then like if we if you're playing Trubisky, like Taylor Gabriel or Miller, um, if you're not going to play a Rob, so. Uh, again, I love Trubisky this week. I think he has a big week. Um, I think Taylor Gabriel has massive amount of upside. Like Philly is so bad at defending the long ball. Like, doesn't this just seem like a spot like Taylor Gabriel just runs past these guys and has a long touchdown if Trubisky doesn't throw a bad throw? Son of a biscuit muting, muting. I'm not good at today. Uh, yeah, it's, a potential GPP spot. He obviously has massive amount of upside. So absolutely. All right. Let's lock in some guys for cash games grants. Um, I, I think we have to kind of look at like Tyrell Williams here, right? Like 1.4, you yeah. mentioned he's scored every week. I feel like he's a cash game play. Like it's Wednesday. We're looking at this as a first look. Um, do we, do we throw Marvin Jones in there as well at 1.55? Absolutely. <laughs> um, who do you like for our last piece here? That's where it gets tough. Um, honestly, Lockett or DK Metcalf. Volume's going to be there. Tampa Bay is a funnel defense. One of the highest, or might actually be the highest um, total on the board. I say we go with, I don't like trusting him for cash, but DK. Yeah, I almost rather not take the multiplier and just take Lockett, but. You know, I, I'm, I'm with you with on that too. Like, just because, like, it is a PPR site. So, like, Lockett is a guy that could have 8 to 12 catches in this game I think game it's half-point PPR. Is it half-point? Yeah, it's half-point. Half-point. Just joking. You <laughs> dummy. 
You don't. Yeah. It's weird because it mixes both FanDuel and DraftKings scoring. It, it does. That's what throws me off. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's do DK then because I like the touchdown equity. So there we go. Change my mind right on the fly. Let's look at tight end. I was looking at tight end last night um, after you and I got done recording the podcast um, for today. And I was looking at it and I was like, you know, the guys that are in great spots are Waller and Kelsey and Henry. And they're all these top end multipliers. I don't ever hate playing these guys at tight end on this site. But like we have some interesting options when we scroll down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you're right with all those guys. They're all great plays. Kelsey draws a great matchup going up against Minnesota. For Cash, I wouldn't mind looking at him. Finally ended up with a touchdown thrown by Matt Moore for some reason last week. Um, But the touchdown equity is going to be there. He has potential 20-point game in him, so not much of a multiplier, but that's fine. Hunter Henry could be in for a good game. Not bad pairing with Phillip Rivers. Greg Olson, 1.65x multiplier. We've seen a few big games out of him so far this year, and it's not a bad matchup going up against uh, Tennessee. Where I'm really, really excited and really looking at is Philly. I mean, we have Zach Ertz, who not the same guy we've seen in the past, not getting the same volume we've seen in the past, but it is going up against a defense that has shut down opposing wide receivers. So if they're going to be throwing the ball, I think Goddard at 1.7 and Ertz at 1.4 offer you the most upside. One of those guys is probably going to go off here. Who is it going to be? I don't know, but with their multipliers, I'm willing to take a shot on either of them. Yeah, and like Hawkinson, like I know this guy burns me like every week, and you know we talk about him, you know Bell burning us, but like Hawkinson, Oakland has been terrible against tight ends this season. So um, Hawkinson is interesting to me at 1.7. If you're not going like Galladay, or or you can go Hawkinson and Marvin Jones, in my opinion, uh, if you think Stafford's going to throw three plus touchdowns here. So. Um, the, the Colts tight ends are interesting, you know, Ebron at 1.65, Jack Doyle at 1.75, but it's just, it's, it's been tough kind of figuring out which of these two tight ends is going to crush this season. Um, and just, you know, just in general, like the targets, the snaps, the routes, everything is just so close. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, either one of them are fine. They're big enough multipliers where you can easily take a shot on them. I'm probably going to stay away. Uh, one guy we didn't mention, if O.J. Howard is out, is Cameron Brait. 1.7x multiplier, has touchdown equity. Titans kind of trash, like, over on Super Draft. And so you're just looking for a guy who could potentially give you over 20 points. And Braid, if O.J. Howard is out, which I – is he questioning? Yeah, he's questionable still. Going up in Seattle, high-scoring game. I like Braid. Yep, don't hate that. Um, Trey Burton. You know, again, I love Chicago. I love Trubisky. Um, don't mind Trey Burton at 1.8. Um, if Walker doesn't play, Smith has a multiplier that's kind of high, but, like, he's not getting, like, that massive, you know, upside there. But, um, you know, just kind of Greg Olson, I guess, would be another guy that we kind of kind of have to mention, like, with you know, Kyle Allen at quarterback. Um, well, thanks for mentioning that, even though I already did, darn it. Yeah, it just went over – Real quick. Chat, chat distracted me. My bad. <laughs> it's all good. I just, podcasts were recorded Monday night. We're all distracted. It's just an ugly slate. So you get distracted just just in your own self-hatred of the fact that you're going to end up playing a lot of money this week and nothing's going to go your way. 
Um, what do you like here for cash games, though? Um, I, honestly, I don't mind playing Waller or Kelsey in cash. Um, Ertz at 1.4. Um, Bright would probably be my cash game play if O.J. Howard doesn't play. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I think that right now it's just throwing Kelsey just because, like, the volume's there. If Mahomes plays, it just gives him an even bigger bump. But he's probably my guy. Yeah, and, and people forget, like, you know, Watkins being back and um, Tyreek Hill being back. Like, it, it's certainly going to help um, Kelsey. Like, it's going to definitely open things up. So, if you guys want us to build any um, tournament lineups over here at um, – or any, like, game stacks or anything, we can do that. Let's build a tournament team, Grant. You know, we always typically build the highest um, total on the slate. Is that what you want to do here? Uh, yeah. I mean, Seattle. Oh, no, no, that's not really what I want to do. <laughs> I want to build one with a, like, I probably let's, let's go under the assumption that Royce Freeman does miss and let's use a Broncos game stack. All right. Taking all the multipliers. Yeah. So if we take Allen, we take Sutton and we take Lindsay then Lindsay should get some pass game work here. So the office more upside and Sutton is just a guy that if Allen goes off, Sutton's going to be in for a massive game. Yeah. Um, so like, is there anybody you'd run it back with on Cleveland? Like I don't Chubb hate dub dub. Yeah. I don't hate Chubb. Um, I don't hate Landry either at 1.6. Yeah. That's not a terrible move. I mean, he offers you the hundred yard bonus. He has some touchdown equity and, if volume's going his way, then he could be in for a big game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm going to throw in um, Landry on this one. Oops, I messed that up. But So we have Allen, Lindsey, Landry, Sutton. Is there like a running back wide receiver combo like stack that you don't mind um, to throw in like a double game stack here? Ah. Uh. Let's we can see. go to let's go to running back and look. Actually, um, no, I've got it. Samuels, and, Samuels or DJ Moore and Derrick Henry. Samuels and Derrick Henry. We ha- we already have one running back. Do you want to just use the flex? Yes, I do. Oh, I get what you're saying. Never yeah. mind, I messed it up. Yeah, I thought I mean, you were talking about Jalen Samuels. I get oh, Curtis. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, well, and if we have Lindsay in there, it's like, yeah. This week is a week where you're using running back and flex. Wide receivers kind of trash. Like, the only time you can use one in the flex is at a 1.7x multiplier. So, I like this game stack. Um, you know, high multipliers. If you get a couple touchdowns here, it's it definitely very interesting for sure. Yeah. Do you want to do – like, we just got DJ news that he's a game-time decision and Edmonds out. Do you want to do one of the single game uh, – builds like sure it's, we can it's, go it's a big gpp it's 12.5k so like it, it could be fun let's uh let's do it i like their single entry um oh you just saw my lineup there you go you can see my my placeholder lineup um if you pause the screen there so um let's talk captain spot so captain spot over there on um Superdraft is a 1.5 multiplier um, increase, correct? Or is it just mixed? That is correct. It's 1.5. All 
who do you like here for captain? I think Kittle or Coleman offers you the most upside. Um, 2.1x multipliers. Both those guys are very good plays. Both of them have, like Arizona, we know how bad they've been against the tight end. So Kittle, like potential 100 yards, two touchdown game. Coleman, we know how much they like to run the ball. Arizona's defense isn't good versus the run either. So potential upside there. The interesting thing is the running back situation. So if DJ doesn't play, Drake's sitting there in the captain spot at 3.05x multiplier. Is he going to get all the work or is it going to be Morris? Uh, I don't know. It's tough to say, right? Because we really don't know. That is correct. We definitely don't know. But looking at more, like, you got to be a little bit different on these things. And Alfred Morris, 4X, like, if he just, 4X multiplier, if he gets into the end zone, that's an automatic 24 points plus the yardage. Like, he's pretty interesting, and so is Drake. Like, I think you can use either of them in tournaments, but for cash, I think the right move is going with Kittle in the uh, captain spot. Yeah, I like Kittle as well. Um, If you saw my lineup, that's who I had in there. So, Um, you know, when I'm building out teams here, like, I will definitely throw in, like, Coleman with Kittle. Um, No issues with that. Um. You, you got to have somebody on the Arizona side. Do you take Kyler Murray or do you take one of these high multiplier like running backs or something? I generally go with uh, quarterbacks, but this is not the right matchup here. Kyler Murray is sitting at a 1x multiplier. That's not enough considering how good the San Francisco defense is. So we got to look at probably wide receiver or running back. If DJ is out, as much as I hate to say it, I'm probably going with Drake. Um, 2x multiplier got to think that he's going to do something like I don't mind Fitz or Kirk or let's be honest Gonzalez uh sitting there kicker 2x multiplier they are not great in the red zone they could easily end up kicking several field goals especially against the San Francisco defense bring it back with only a kicker and then full stacking the San Francisco team may not be positive correlation just because if the San Francisco team is way up then they're probably not going to try and kick over in Arizona but still, all he needs is uh, one or two kicks early on in the game, and he can hit value. Yeah, and you got to remember with a two x multiplier on field goals, like it's six points every field goal. You know, assuming that they're short, yeah, yard. yeah, assuming that they're short. So, um, I don't mind running it back with Gonzalez or Drake. Um, I like the four man San Francisco stack. That defense has just been so good that I, I think Arizona is going to struggle in this game uh, with young Kyler Murray there. It's, it's Thursday night, though. You never know. Never know. Yeah. Yeah. Thursday is just always a, always an interesting game. Um, all right. We did that. If there, there was no request for game stacks here. Um, we can do one more game stack and then maybe do a little bit of NBA. Um, oh, I think I went, I went back to the Thursday night one. Whoops. Rookie you mistake. Silly duck. Rookie mistake. Oh, you can see my lineup for – you saw both my lineups. There you go. Like, you know, moving up in the world. Um, let's do a game stack with the Lions and Raiders game. I know that, you know, there are some really solid multipliers here when we look at it overall, but it has one of the highest totals on the slate. Um, it should be one of the highest scoring games, if not the highest scoring game. And, you know, when we were kind of going through here, we were talking about some of these guys, and we are like, wow, that multiplier is interesting. So – um, let's start it off with Derek Carr, right? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, you can go Stafford, you can go Derek Carr. Either one of them are fine. It all depends on what you want to stack it up with. Going Derek Carr, all I think with that multiplier that we need is Tyrell Williams. If we're going with Stafford, you stack it up with Hawkinson and Marvin Jones. Yeah, if you go Carr, let, let's do this. Let's go Carr, Williams, Jones, Hawkinson. Sounds juicy, right? Yeah, that is juicy. Like we get the we get the high end multipliers. We're fading Waller and we're fading Galladay, like the two popular type plays here. Um, it seems like an interesting build when you're looking at it when you got the multipliers in front of you. Yeah, and I mean we can add Jacobson. Yeah, it's a fifty and a half total. You know we have one other game. The Seahawks game is a fifty and a half total. But when we look at the rest of these games on this slate, we have a lot of low 40s and high 30s. Like, this is a game that really stands out when you're taking advantage of the multipliers. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely does, my friend. So if you're if you're stacking this up, I, I kind of think it will be pretty popular, don't you? Like, it, it should yeah, end up being pretty assume, popular. Like, high multipliers and high total, that's just a complete recipe for high ownership. Um... Let's throw in a running back here, Grant. Um, is there anybody like that you think will be low-owned? Like Walton, maybe? Yeah, Walton will be low-owned. Um, Especially if 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 um, Connor doesn't play. What about Melvin Gordon? Oh, Melvin Gordon. Green yeah. Bay funnel defense, Melvin Gordon, his two yards per carry. I mean, if – <laughs> you're two yards away from the end zone. He can get it. That, hey, that is true. He scored a touchdown in the last two weeks. Yeah, he's he's the touchdown guy. I mean, we keep saying that his touchdown regression is going to happen after the last few years and just doesn't. In the last two weeks, touchdown equity's been there, even though he's been complete trash. I like it. Melvin Gordon on a chalky Detroit-Oakland um, build. Um, I'm going to throw in Taylor Gabriel. I talked about him earlier. I like him for tournaments just to throw one in there. And, um, we have a tight end, so we'll leave a flex open and you can do whatever you want with the flex there, but you get a really like probably popular stack with some contrarian pieces next to it. I like it. You're going to, you're going to unmute yeah, Mike. Son of a biscuit. It's been a rough day. I've, I've been working since. I worked until like three in the morning last night and then been working since eight in the morning. So <laughs> long day already. All right. Let's, let's talk some basketball. Let's talk some hoops. Um, Super draft over there. NBA product. They do have late swap. Um, late swap actually cost me last night. I swapped off Anthony Davis. Like, um, yeah, it cost me from getting first and second, I think because the Anthony Davis news came out and I think my play, uh, my lineup that, Caught in the eight spot or something like that. It had uh, it had someone else because of Anthony Davis. I had like LeBron and Anthony Davis in there. And so I'm like, all right, well, if Anthony Davis goes out, I have no one to swap to. And I can't remember who I swapped to, but it didn't work out well. Um, all right, looking at guard position here, Grant, we got about 15-ish minutes, 10 minutes. Producer will let me know um, what time we get out of here. I don't remember. Um Looking at the guard position here, is there anybody in this like one to one point two five range that you would play? Steph going up against Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be chucking. He's got upside of that multiplier. Booker too, though, right? Like Booker, isn't he interesting here? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, Booker's not a not a bad play at all. I mean, he has some upside in any given game, and this is a game where Golden State's been terrible on defense. He could put up a massive game here. Uh, you know, in, in salary formats, I like Kyrie because I feel like he's underpriced. He's not really like underpriced too much here. Um, you know, when you're looking at like the 1.05 multiplier and 60 fantasy points, that's still fantastic. If he has that like high upside game, uh, let's scroll down a little bit here. Bradley Beal was like one of the first guys that kind of stood out to me in this range at 1.3, um, going up against Houston. We know like, for this game to stay close, Bradley Bill is probably going to have to have a big game. Yeah, yeah, no, and 1.3, considering his 60-point upside, 1.3, that's 80-point upside. So I really like him. You're dead on there. Uh, Mitchell going up against the Clippers, probably not a great one. Russell, again, I just prefer Steph. Levine always has 60-point upside. Uh, Darren Fox is a guy that, like, Going up against Charlotte, terrible on defense. He's been a little bit of a disappointment at times this year, but dude still has 50-point upside, and this is a spot where I think it could potentially happen. Uh, Barrett, have we gotten the uh, DSJ yep. news yet? he's out. All right. Yeah, so Barrett, I mean, look at his last – he's 1.45x multiplier. Last four games, 47, 37, 38, 33. 1.45x multiplier. You're not going to argue with any of those games. Really like Barrett there, and then – Lowry going up against Detroit here. One game under 37 or no games under 37 points this year has 50 point upside. He's been good. He's playing minutes. This is a good matchup here. It's not a high total, but still like Lowry really like him at 1.45 X multiplier. Um, our boy SGA that we talked about a lot on the podcast today. I like him at 1.45 as well. Um, you know, scrolling down, Buddy Heald, nice little tournament upside Hyde. there. Is it Heald? Uh, Hyde? No, I was – I was. Chop always says Buddy Hyde. It makes me chuckle, so I refuse to call him by anything else. Uh, and then Brogdon's probably my favorite play at guard. Um, you know, we talked about him a ton on the podcast today. Uh, you know, he's sitting at 1.55. Eventually, Super Draft will raise his multiplier because, like, I feel like every night I've played over there that he's been on the slate, like, he's just been a staple for me. Yeah, and then even Lou Williams with the Kawhi news could see an uptick in usage. It's not a great matchup, but 1.55x multiplier. 50 yep, point I upside. Like, like that, Fred Van Vliet, Ricky Rubio. We missing anybody? Anybody else you want to bring up? I don't think so. Yeah, that's kind of it. You know, we, we broke down a lot of guards on the podcast today. So If you guys uh, aren't on. listening to the morning grind, go listen to it because we are geniuses. Yeah, that's where you should start your day every day. Um, forward position. Now, forward's interesting, right, Grant? Because you got Giannis at the top, who has a one one x multiplier, and then it goes all the way down to Randall at one point three. So they're saying that Giannis is a point three multiplier better than everybody else on this slate. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, it's probably close. I mean. You think about that, point, uh, 0.3 multiplier difference. Just do the math here. If you're projecting Giannis for 70, what you need out of everyone else is going to be around 50-plus next close to Can Randall go for 50? Yes. Is he going to? Probably not. Is Love going to go for 50? Maybe. He only needs a 45. Siakam only needs 45. Like, 
keep scrolling down. You got Sabonis. He needs about uh, 40, uh, 42. Tatum needs 42. Like all these guys, yeah, they need to hit value um, or they need to get in the 40 range. Any of them can do it, but Giannis is pretty much a lock for close to 70 points. Um, scrolling down, Kevin Love at 1.4. I think he's a, a guy you can look at. Um, Siakam, you know, even if, up against Detroit here. Uh, I think, like, those guys really stand out at 1.4. And then you already, you know, brought up some of the 1.5 plays. Uh, Bodanovich with um, no Kawhi is definitely interesting. Um, scrolling down, uh, you like anybody else down here? Do you trust Willie Cauley-Stein enough at 1.6x? No, not at 1.6. Like in the same range, you got Warren, you got Green, both offer upside. You got Porter offers some upside if he plays, um, which he should. Like, not really a whole lot else I'm looking at. Yeah, I'm just kind of. Frank the Tank is fine, I guess. Um, I don't hate him at, you know, 1.7 in that game going up against Golden State. Um, I didn't really see like a lot in that like 1.9 range, 1.8 range today when I was, um, you know, looking at it, like I just don't see like Rodney hood who might score like 20 to 25 fantasy points being enough at 1.85 to outscore these like 1.4 guys. Yeah. You want a minimum of 30 out of your guy, real life, non-multiplier points, um, no matter what. So if the guy isn't pretty much a stone cold lock for 30 or a very good chance, 30 on a slate this size, you don't want him unless he has legit 50-point upside at like a 1.8 player. Oh, you got it. Uh, let's talk center position. Embiid, Towns, Drummond. All the fantastic center Jaylen plays Brown's on the Jalen Brown is out. <laughs> oh, should we really quickly go back to like Marcus Smart and see what his multiplier is since we're doing this? Yeah, let's see. He is at 1.7. Well, he's now in play. Yeah. Yeah, that that changes the slate a lot, in my opinion, because we talked about, like, Tatum getting Giannis defense. Like, man, Marcus Smart could have a big game today. Yeah, son of a biscuit. Or Gordon Hayward at 1.65. Yeah, yeah, they're all in play now. Even Tatum, like, potentially in play now at 1.5. Fun stuff. Glad it happened right when we're in the middle of the show. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, very, very applicable. <laughs> Got to go adjust some rankings. Um, let's talk center position, Grant. Embiid, Towns, Drummond, the three top centers on the slate. They're all 1X, but when we look at center, like center, center's a position that I don't hate getting these 1X guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't mind that. I don't mind going with Cat. I mean – you want 80-point upside at center, and he's got 80-point upside. Um, realistically, and a lot of – he's got 80 points twice already. So, Towns very, very much in play here. Um, I, I don't think I'd go Drummond. I don't think I'd go Embiid. I want a little bit more upside than that, and Cat's the one I feel like really offers it. So, at the 1X multiplier, Towns is the only guy I'm considering. Um. Yeah, I don't mind Embiid either. I think Drummond's the the least of those three. I think I'd rank him third there. Um, scrolling down, Robinson's kind of interesting at 1.5 going up against Orlando. But honestly, like, I don't love a lot of these centers today. Like, you know, you can make an argument for Zeller and Tristan Thompson, but 
like there's a good chance on center today I'm using like you know Catter and Bead. Yeah, um, Montrezl Harrell with out Kawhi in there could be in like it should be a close game. He could see a little bit extra usage. I don't like the match versus Gobert, but 1.55x multiplier he offers you enough upside. Uh, white side and still white side, and Thompson's been putting up big games. Both of them at 1.7 are good plays, uh, but that's it's really it for me. Uh, it's kind of making sure I'm not missing anybody. Yeah, but yeah, I'm probably using like I guess like Zeller is really another guy that I really don't hate at 1.6. Um, he certainly has some upside here up against Sacramento. So, um, any final thoughts? Any any words of wisdom before we get out of here? Um, if you're over the age of 13, probably don't go trick or treating tomorrow. 13 is that is that the is that the number i have no idea honestly i, I just figure once you're a teenager yeah i mean candy's not that expensive and candy's bad for you candy's delicious but i don't know i, I don't know what the actual age is if you're in college do you, don't go trick-or-treating do you want to guess how many bags of candy i handed out last year you want to well guess it's florida i know people in florida really like their sugar seven 11. I live in a, I live in a neighborhood that like everybody does their houses up big and like everybody does Halloween big and like we get a lot of trick or treaters. 11 bags of candy last year. So impressive, my friend. Yep. So I have I have 8 bags right now and I have all my family that comes over. That's the rule. They have to bring a bag of candy if they want to park at my house. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right, he is Genie from Stevie. Hope you guys enjoyed. It's superdraft.io. Um, awesome, awesome sponsor, and we love playing there. Like Grant and I play there almost every night. I know Grant plays there every night for sure. Um, I try to play there all the time. So we're gonna get out of here. Use the promo code Grinders, get that ten bucks, and uh, we'll see you next Wednesday for another lineup building show. Tickets. <laughs>